umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999. Hello, welcome to the umgoblue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan, a very special edition of the podcast with Drew Montag, our basketball editor. Here we are the day after the news broke that Michigan head coach John Beeline is leaving the basketball program. I think it was a shock to practically everyone, and here we are to have a discussion. Well, Drew, uh, tell us how you found out about it. I found out about it. Um, I saw an article, I think, from the ESPN guy who broke it, and uh, I actually couldn't believe it. I was hoping it was just a rumor going to turn out to not be true, but when I went to ESPN and checked, they had it confirmed. And uh, I was as surprised as everybody. Well, it's funny you mentioned about wondering if it was a mistake. Um, I went into a meeting, and when I came out, it was on my computer. And I was so shocked. The first thing I did was check the date to see if it was April 1st. I, I just couldn't. I, I was completely blown away. Um, you know, and, and I think... You know, you know, we've talked, you know, you've been writing, you know, covering basketball for the site for, for years, for decades. And, yep. you know, way back before when the program was in the dark times, um, you know, when Beeline came in, could you talk about what your thoughts were when he came in and, and you know, how your opinion uh, grew as, as he stayed at Michigan and how he, how he grew the program up? He... He represented the first real coach that we'd had since Fisher. That he, I mean, Amaker was a nice guy, but if he really hadn't proven that he was a that he could coach Division One basketball, and Ellery, same thing. He'd coached for I think one season at some other school before he came to be an assistant coach. So it was nice to see them go and get someone because. Beeline had had success at West Virginia and a lot of other places along the way. So it was encouraging that they made a serious hire to get someone who had a track record as a good coach. And everything I'd heard about him was that he was a really nice guy and he proved it. I think the last 12 years, if nothing, else, I think that's what people are going to remember him for as much as the success is what a gentleman he was and how, how well he handled himself and how well he recruited getting players that we were proud of and behave themselves. You didn't find him in the police blotter. So, but he was, I was excited to get him and I'm sad to lose him. One of my first memories of him was, and, and you know, I think that, um, Many younger fans and even some older fans forget uh, what a dark place the program was in uh, when he came. Um, but one of the things that I remember is that I was at a uh, Michigan-Notre Dame game at Notre Dame. And we were way up, you know, a couple rows from the top. And looking down, you know, maybe 15 or 20 rows ahead of us, but, but definitely not great seats. Um, I saw a number of fans walking up to someone. And, and, you know, talking to, taking photos. And when I went down to the restroom, I looked, you know, to see who it was. And it was John Beeline. And one of the things that I remember about when he came in is that 
he really embraced becoming a part of the community. Um, you know, he really seemed to reach out to fans. Um, you know, there are, there are, you know, a myriad of stories going around. Um, and I mean, and again, they were things that, you know, wouldn't be covered in the newspaper, but, you know, I remember comparing him to, you know, you had Rich Rodriguez who came in, who basically kind of set himself, set himself up totally apart from the community and didn't really seem to, to embrace Michigan. And on the other hand, you had John Beeline who just completely was, was all in. Um, you know, one of the things that I remember when he came in is that they said he had a squeaky clean reputation, which was exactly what we needed at the time. And, you know, as much as coming to Michigan w was a promotion for him, you know, you know, we got to think back. I mean, that was old Chrysler Arena, um, you know, which, you know, frankly, I called a dump. I mean, I remember my renovation plan for Chrysler Arena was uh, to take one of the sky cranes that were working on the football stadium and knock it over on the on Chrysler and take the insurance money and start over. So, you know, his first couple years here, he definitely, you know, he came in with many disadvantages. You know, the program was not in a good place. The facilities were not in a good place. And he really built things up um, from the ground. And, you know, a, a lot of, there's a lot of talk about what is a Michigan man and, and whether you need to, you know, have a degree here or how long you need to be here. Beeline was everything I, as an alum, I think I, I would have wanted as a coach. Um, and again, I, I really appreciated how, like, you know, hardcore fans like you finally had something to really embrace and really to be proud of. He was a good one. I, I think we're going to miss him. I'm hoping that they make it a priority looking for someone new to try and come up with someone as, well, not as honorable because that's a real high bar set, but someone who at least thinks about that because there's a lot of basketball coaches out there who don't. Well, so I, I'm sure that you've seen some of the conjecture. You know, we were surprised. I know I was surprised. And and one of the things that, that I'm trying to keep in mind is, you know, the guy's 66. At some point, you know, he was. we weren't going to have him for a long time. You know, at some point he was going to retire or leave. I think I'm surprised that he's going to the NBA. Um, why do you think he's leaving? Why do you think that he's at this point in his career he's decided to to step into the to an NBA role? Uh, I, he likes coaching. He likes teaching. He doesn't get to do as much teaching in college basketball because of all the recruiting, and I think the recruiting is getting more and more frustrating for everybody, but especially for him because. He plays by the rules to the he plays by the rules to the letter of the law that he, he well now I'm saying that the wrong way he make he follows the spirit of the rules too and there there are a lot of coaches out there now who are bending the rules um, and some of them are breaking the rules and some of them are getting caught at it um, but I think it frustrated him that he it was hard to recruit with all the um, unsavory recruiting going on out there. Um, he did he had to spend too much time doing recruiting and not as much time doing teaching. He'll be able to 
Well, and then you had the point, too, that not only did he have to recruit during regular recruiting, but with the uh, with the player with, you know, as the pro as the profile of the program raised up, you know, his players started leaving early. So you always had, a, you know, you started having more and more of a scramble after the season to fill whatever slots opened up by players going pro. So it, it's it's kind of a weird dynamic. On one hand, you know, the better the program got, the better he got at developing players, he kind of caused even more grief for himself and having to fill these slots with, with players growing pro. And, you know, some of the scuttlebutt going around, um, you know, there was an article about, about – uh, from Mitch Alba today where, you know, he made a good point that what's wrong with college basketball right now is Beeline is a coach who likes to develop talent. And the reality is between all of the unsavory recruiting and the players leaving early and taking advantage of, of a chance to go pro, you actually have a better chance of going to the NBA and having a consistent team to develop than you do in, in uh, NCAA basketball. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing, too, that, that's coming out is that, you know, last year, he, you know, he flirted with the Pistons. And I was really surprised. I remember thinking, well, that was, you know, he's kicking the tires and, you know, he probably used that as a, as a way to, you know, get a better contract from Michigan. And at the time. Sure, a bargaining chip. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I'll tell you, it kind of irked me, not at Beeline. But that when you have a coach of his stature who has built the program up the right way and had been so successful, you know, I, I thought it was kind of sad that he even had to kick the tires to get a better contract. But, but you know, that's how it works. So I really thought that was it, okay? I thought that, well, you know. Were you, were you surprised this time at how well it was kept under wraps? Because I didn't even know he was talking to anybody. And all the rumors I heard about who Cleveland was talking to, they never mentioned Beeline. And in fact, they interviewed three other people the same day that they announced that he was going to be hired. Oh, so. oh believe me, it, it completely surprised me. And and again, I mean, you know, you, you have you have to look at that, you know, um, the owner of, of Cleveland, you know, ha, has a lot of ties here in Michigan. And they definitely, uh, you know, Dan Gilbert definitely kept it under wraps. You know, I got to believe, and, and, you know, we're going to find these details out more in the coming days, but I got to believe that basically, you know, they decided on him very quickly. They made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. And, you know, I, I think what I'm, what I'm taking from this is, you know, and, and I'm going to talk about Tom Izzo for a second. You know, whenever there's a great collegiate coach, there's always the knock on, well, but you can't do it in the pros, right? And, you know, I think you can even look at Nick Saban. I mean, that's even the knock on him in college football that, you know, he was less than successful when he went to the NFL. So right. the reason I talk about Izzo is I always thought that that being a very competitive guy, that that graded on him. And at some point he was going to pull the trigger, right? Just to say, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. And I never guessed that that would be one of the things that that would motivate Beeline, but but that that has to be part of it. I mean, because again, yeah, he's going to get a lot of money, but he already had a lot of money. You know, I I yeah. I, I, yeah. I I push back on that whenever somebody says, "Well, he's cashing in." Listen, you know, he's sixty six years old. He's made plenty of money, and yes, the money is part of it, but it's not the primary motivator. The motivator is he wants to check that NBA box, and 
you know, I, I, I wish him the best. We're going to miss him. Um, you know, one of the things, I mean, Drew, I know that, that you're, you know, diligent about going to practically every game. What are your best memories of, of Beeline teams at, at, at Chrysler Center? At Chrysler? Oh, I, was, I was hoping I could talk about going to two Final Fours because uh, I went with my son, Eric, to the 2013 one in Atlanta, and I went down to San Antonio with Cindy, my wife, uh, last year. So I thought that the two semifinal games in the Final Four were both really exciting games. The, the game against Syracuse down in Atlanta and the uh, the game against Loyola. Um, and they won. Yay. Because it's horrible going to a Final Four and having them lose in the semis. And then you got to hang around for three more days because you got your hotel and you got your plane reservation for Monday or Tuesday, rather. And uh, so, but uh, no, as far as games in Chrysler, um, I, the, when they've had big non-conference wins, I remember one game against UConn that was, at the time, UConn was well up there and a big win against UCLA. Um, and then anytime we beat Michigan State in Chrysler, that's fabulous. The game where we beat them by 30 points, 29 points. Um, a few years ago was lots of fun. Um, so there, he's had lots of big wins and a lot of them have been in Chrysler. Um, so I, I don't know if I can think of one in particular. Uh, how about you? Well, it's interesting for me because again, you know, when Beeline came in, I had very low expectations. Um, I wanted a clean program. I wanted a program where players didn't get in trouble, you know, off the court. I wanted them to, eh, making the NCAA tournament would be nice and com just competing for a Big Ten championship. So the thing that really, um, you know, and I'll tell you, one of the one of the, the things that I remember was actually a loss. And I remember a couple years ago, I, I'd have to go back and look, but Michigan was playing like a, a no-name team that I actually thought it might have been an exhibition game, right? And what I remember is that Michigan lost and people were so upset. And I remember thinking how great it was that the program was at such a level that people could get aggravated about a, a pretty much a meaningless game early in the season and just how the expectation had grown where I will tell you the last couple years, I have joked repeatedly when people, you know, I uh, I interact with, with people who are from Ohio State and, and, you know, believe it or not, and they'll give me a hard time about football, and I will tell you, you could call them and ask them, and, you know, what does Phil say? And I'd say, you know, we're, you know, actually, we're a basketball school, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. and ha-ha, and, and right? Because yeah. the program has been at such a high level the last four or five years. And I'll tell you, one thing that I really liked is – the way, you know, the this is kind of a typical thing, you know, beeline teams. They'd start off a little rough, you know, early in the season, and the media would jump on, well, you know, maybe this isn't going to work, maybe beeline's over, and they would always roll back, you know. There would be a hole somewhere on the team, and, you know, he would, you know, coach somebody up. And and I think that's the thing that, that I'm going to miss the most is – uh, enjoying how the teams would evolve throughout the year. 
And, you know, I, I think if there's any, you know, I'm thinking back to this last season and I, you know, if anything, I think they peaked a little early. They were probably the best team in the country, November, December. And, and again, you know, tournament time, you, you need to be great then, but it's been a joy to watch. It's been a joy to watch him interact with people. He is a genuine, great guy. You know, there's, there's no skeletons in any closets. Um, you bump into him on the street and, and he is approachable and it's just, I don't know, you know, this is an impossible act to follow. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I seriously question, um, you know, again, the facilities are amazing. Now, um, the program is at a high level. They will have a pick of candidates, but anybody who comes in will be in beeline shadow for a while. Yep. So who do you think? Who who are your guesses for who's next? Well, it's interesting because, okay, so, you know, some other stuff that's come out. So allegedly, Ward Manuel, um, you know, the Michigan Athletic Director, had an inkling last year that Beeline would be open to another offer to go pro and that he would probably go. Okay, that is the, the scuttlebutt. And that... He allegedly at that time started making a list of people, right? Now, the last time we heard an athletic director talk about that was when uh, Lloyd Carr left football and Bill Martin allegedly had a list. And we know how that list turned out. Not great. Yep. So I'm wondering, you know, if Ward really had a year to think about this, I would hope that he had, you know, would have um, done his homework, um, you know, and, and part of that is, listen, you just don't have a list. You have a list of people who've already been vetted. You have a list of people that you might even have reached out to unofficially. And I think, you know, you go back to how, um, you know, Jim Harbaugh was recruited, where it was all back channel stuff. And it went on for a number of months where they, you know, they, um, you know, you know, say, hey, would you like to come here? What would it take? So that so that they knew right away. I genuinely hope that that's the kind of background and, and homework that, that Ward has done. I got to tell you, Drew, I have no idea. I mean, I am, I am still, I I'm completely in shock. Um, I know the, the rumors I've heard is that there are, there's allegedly a lot of support for Jawan Howard, um, you know, of the fab five era. And, while Jawan was one of the uh, one of actually one of my favorite players among the Fab Five, believe it or not, I mean, uh, matter of fact, no, I'd say he was my favorite player at the time. Um, you know, looking back, I, I remember fondly. Um, you know, just the the way he was kind of the steady. You know, I remember I called him Jawan the Force, right in the middle. Just he was the steady, um, even keeled guy who 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 kind of you know I I kind of called I. I refer to him as the glue of the Fab Five, right? Um, you know, I don't. I as much as I like him personally, I think that that's that's a big first coaching job, you know, at this level. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I you know I I've heard some wackadoodles on the internet, you know, suggesting Rick Pitino would ju- which would just you know put my eyes out. I just pass. <laughs> yeah, I just you know uh, you know a crook. And I'll, yeah. I'll, as much as I love Michigan, if they hire Rick Pitino, he's a crook, and that's a yep. mistake. Um, yep. So it's interesting that to kind of hear, you know, the the different um, 
you know, the different ideas kicking around. You know, Drew, you know basketball far better than I do. You, you've forgotten more basketball than I've ever known. Um, you know, what kind of what kind what would you want to see in a candidate b- before you actually think about you know? And then, what names do you think would would make you happy as a as a longtime fan? Well, they got two choices. They can either go young and hope that they can keep somebody for a while, or they can go experienced and maybe have some baggage to deal with. And if they go experienced, they're also going to have to pay a lot more money. And I'm, I mean, we, we tried young with um, Tommy Amaker, and it didn't quite work out. Um, I, the person that I'm the most excited about, believe it or not, is Lavelle Jordan who was an assistant coach for quite a while and is now at Butler. And I think he'd make, I think he's done a fine job in his, he's been two places now um, as a head coach. I think he'd do fine here. He would be the young and less experienced and less expensive option um, that could potentially stay around for 20 years. Um, And he learned a lot from Beeline. He's a good guy, but He's certainly not the only candidate. Um, I've heard, you know, people talking about getting Bennett from Virginia, which I don't think could happen, and Jay Wright, and um, the the guy from uh, Loyola, whose last name Moser. Anyway, um, the the one I'm the most excited about is Laval Jordan. Um, the assistant coaches on the team, you know. Sadie and, and, and uh, Luke and, you know, they're, I don't know that they're ready to step up to be division one power five comp, you know, big time basketball head coaches yet. They're, they're going to get there, but they'll probably start in the Mac or at someplace Illinois state or, you know, something like that um, before they move up to bigger big time coaching jobs. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of candidates we hear about. I liked it better when they've, when they've had uh, a more transparent process where we've heard some of who they're considering. Um, But they've also coaching searches for Michigan. There've been ones where there's no, you don't hear any rumors or you hear lots of rumors. You don't hear anything official. So I'm hoping this one's one where we hear who they're interviewing and how it's going. Well, it's interesting because there's a couple people I don't want. Okay. And sure. and it's interesting. Like I would be open to Lavelle and I, I, that was one that, that, you know, I've heard bandied about. And I think that, you know, he has a, a good pedigree in the program. I think he, you know, he does things right. Um, I think he would have been a stronger, you know, he'd have a much stronger case if they'd had a better year this year. But again, you know, I think that the big thing for Michigan is to find the right person. And again, with the money that the program brings in, I hope that money would not be a concern if it's the right person. Right now, right. I'll tell you somebody I don't want, you know, I've heard the name Billy Donovan, you know, bandied about, listen, you cannot have somebody, you know, uh, who, who has any inkling of scandal. I, I, you know, I don't want a great coach. Who's not a great guy. Okay. Um, and, and that's something, you know, um, I'll tell you, I've heard the name Chris Beard 
you know, uh, mentioned, you know, from Texas Tech. Now, I know he just signed a really big contract, but again, if he's the guy, he's the guy. Um, Another name I don't want is that, you know, I heard somebody mention Bobby Hurley. No, I I, I throw, you know, again, I I, I just, I have bad memories of of Bobby Hurley being from Duke. So I, I would rather not see that. Um, okay. But but I'll tell you, the thing that I want to see is, you know, and, and we will talk about this, you know, and, and I know that to outsiders, they're tired of hearing about it, but Michigan is different, okay? One of the reasons we embraced Beeline is because he ran such a clean program and he was such a good guy. Um, right. And, and though I, you know, I want it all. I want the perfect candidate. I, you know, I don't, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll mention Izzo again. Listen, Izzo is a great coach. I would not want it. I don't want Izzo. I don't want an Izzo like coach at Michigan. Okay. No. I no. don't want. I don't want somebody who's, you know, his, always his always, antics on the sideline are it, embarrassing. Exactly. And and you know it's funny because people will laugh and say, well, yeah, but he's won a national championship. And I'll say, you know what? He's he's perfect for East Lansing. You can have him. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so again, it's a tough it's a tough bill to fill here. Okay. And, and I, I, I perfectly acknowledge that, but again, I want somebody who's the whole package and I don't know who that is. I hope that this, like we talked about before, I hope that that's some of the background work that, you know, our athletic director has done, you know, you know, he came in, he inherited Beeline, he inherited Harbaugh and, you know, he, he, uh, he inherited Red Berenson, you know, he helped replace Red Berenson in the hockey program. You know, that was a legend. And, you know, with, with mixed results so far, I like Mel, but again, they, they didn't make the, the, the tournament this last season. I think he will build the program up, but, but, you know, remains to be seen. Um, as, as important as the hockey hire is, there's no more important hire than football and basketball. Well, basketball's up. So Ward's on the clock and, and this is going to be, you know, the first place, you know, it's interesting because we look back at Bill Martin, right? And when Bill Martin left, um, you know, he took a ton of grief for, you know, it was, you know, people blamed him for Rich Rod, right? Well, okay, blame him for Rich Rod, but give him all kinds of credit for Beeline, okay? I mean, and, you know, and I've told people this, and, and I, I think that it, it's, it's a lot more palatable of an opinion now than when he left is I said, you know, 15 or 20 years from now, Bill Martin is going to be looked is going to be looked upon as one of the best athletic directors that Michigan's ever had, you know, a for Beeline, but the amount of facilities that he brought up. Right. The, the, right. And, and those are the things that endure. Well, he's, okay? a, he's a real estate guy. I mean, he, he knew building. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and again, you know, we'll ding him for Rich Rod and, and, you know, the, the mess after that. But, you know, you know, I would say resurrecting basketball with Beeline and, and the facilities are, you know, epic, epic. I mean, when you look back, um, whenever you walk across campus, um, you know, and I'll, I'll share with you, and I know I've told you this story, but I'll share it on the podcast. So, uh, you know, uh, when Chrysler was done, uh, I received a, a behind-the-scenes tour of, of the facilities. And they are amazing. And I remember asking the guy on the tour, I said, well, you know, is there anything you guys don't have? And he's like, well, you got to understand that we, you know, we benchmarked against the top facilities in the NBA, the top facilities in, in collegiate sports. And, you know, the only thing we, we didn't have is our own personal jet. 
That was the one thing that when they benchmark, <laughs> and, and he said, but everything else we have. And, and I, I think that, you know, people walk by the Chrysler Center and they know that there are practice um, uh, facilities there. But to see the training facilities and the weight room and, and that, you know, there is a wing for the women's program and there's a wing for the men's program. I mean, it is unbelievable how beautiful the facilities are, right? And, right. and I think that, you know, we talked about this earlier. That's going to be a draw for any coach, and, and I think it's a draw for players. But that wasn't here when Beeline came. That was not here. And, uh, I mean, I'll tell you another thing. So, you know, um, I had uh, someone come in and, and I arranged a tour, you know, before the renovation. And it was a tour of Michigan Stadium and we walked through Chrysler Arena. And the guy looked around and he goes, he goes, this place is a dump. And I'm like, he says, is this, is this the practice facility? I go, no, this is the main one. And he's just... You know, and this was somebody who'd come from SEC country, and he he couldn't believe the the state of the facilities. So, you know, that's the thing that Beeline embraced and and dealt with for years until you know until uh, Chrysler got its turn to be to be renovated. So, hopefully, this will will bode well for us. Um, you know, again, what do you think this is going to do um, to the team immediately? Like. Um, you know, as far as the recruits who'd signed and, and uh, you know, what kind of immediate impact do you see since we're kind of in limbo until a coach is named? Well, I imagine that they're all in shock as much as we are. Um, and the two recruits have got to be feeling like, whoa, what, you know. So we could lose some players out of this. And I, I hate that part of a coaching change when players leave because of it. Um, I think that everybody's going to hang tight to see who the next coach is going to be. And hopefully that'll, the new coach will be exciting enough that everybody will want to stick around. Um, if the new coach keeps the assistant coaches he's got, which is kind of unlikely, um, it could, there could be a lot of continuity in the program, but if he, uh, brings his own assistants in, We've really gotten a whole lot better at uh, defense in the last couple of years, uh, impressively better. And it would be great to keep the assistant coaches that are responsible for that. But I'm not hopeful about that. And I'm not hopeful that all the the players that are currently there are going to stay and all the recruits that are coming in are going to come in. So uh, that's my biggest worry is that this is going to, it's kind of like letting one loss turn into more than one loss. Having one defection, having beeline leave is going to also cost us a couple of players that we really need. And on that note, that's going to do it for this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Drew Montag. Go Blue. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the umgoblue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for umgoblue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.